So um, Psalm 139, starting at verse 1, I'm reading from the NIV. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness is going to hide me and the light will become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you, the night will shine like day, for darkness is as light to you. You created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were hidden in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I am awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them as my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Thank you. May God's name be blessed through the public reading of his words. Um, what an amazing psalm. Let me pray for you, Dave, as you share God's word. Thank you for the truth of your promises. Thank you, Lord, for answered prayers. Thank you, Lord, for this psalm. And here is your servant. Would you use him to unfold to us the richness of your word, of the treasures. And even though it's a familiar psalm, Lord, I pray that we meet with you and we get a good grasp of who you are as Dave shares it with us. So would you bless him and would you bless the thoughts and the preparations that he's put into this? In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Mackie. Um, everything I want you to say today has been said <laughs> by different people already. But Mackie asked me particularly 
he asked me to speak with the students in mind who are going off to university this week or soon and maybe some uh, people are starting jobs for the first time children are going back to school but he asked me to speak particularly with them in mind He also asked me for a title, and that flummoxed me, to tell the truth. But in verse 18 of this psalm, it says, it says this, When I awake, I am still with you. The psalm is all about God's permanent presence, his everlastingly being with us. Even when he goes to sleep, he says, this is an amazing thing. When I wake up, you're already there. And so... When I wake, you will be there. That's the theme. I intend to be really simple today. I'm going to break the psalm into three bits, which are self-evident. You've heard them expressed by other people already this morning. You've heard it in the, in the psalm when it's read. But here are the three parts. Number one, God knows all about the psalmist. Now then, you must understand that the man who wrote this is living in an Israel that is surrounded by pagan nations who each have their own gods or many gods. These gods are local gods um, and they're limited gods. There's gods of harvest, gods of fertility, gods of the mountain, gods of war, all kinds of gods and they're just idols and they just they sit on pedestals and don't actually do anything. But the psalmist who wrote this psalm has encountered the Lord God who made heaven and earth, your God and my God, the one true God. And he's absolutely overwhelmed throughout this psalm of what he's discovered of God, that God is so close to him that all his own movements are known to God. He can't do anything. He can't even wave his arms without God knowing it. His thoughts are known to God. Even before he speaks, even before I speak, God has heard it all together. He knows what's on our lips. He's so close, he says. God is so close that he surrounded me before and behind. God is behind him, urging him on, and God is ahead of him, beckoning on and preparing a way for him. He is amazed and astounded by how awesome God is and how personal he is with him. That's the first point. The second point is, although you can go out of the range of the local gods around and about in the nations because they're not really gods at all, you can never get out of range of our God, his God. He can't escape his presence. He is everywhere. It doesn't matter. He's now sort of imagining, well, if I went up to heaven, you'd be there. Well, if I went down into the shades in where, the, where, the, where, where, where dead people go, you'd be there as well. If I go, well, if I went to the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, your hand would find me and be on me and you would lead me. This is amazing to me. I can never, ever escape your presence. You are wonderful. And even darkness, he says, even darkness isn't darkness to you. I'm not hidden from you. 
If I go to sleep, when I awake, there you are. Hallelujah. And the third part is the part which um, was mentioned from that song right at the beginning of our service. God has known the psalmist since before he was born. When he was conceived in his mother's womb, God knew him. He had his hands and his eyes on him from the moment he was conceived. His eyes saw his substance being formed. When it was still unformed, his days were known and were written down. His days and his future were already known by God. Such knowledge, he says, is just too wonderful for me. Now, if you read the whole psalm, he's living in a dangerous place. He's got enemies seemingly all around him, and God is his comfort. He prays at the end, and I recommend that you make it your prayer when you go to university or whatever. His prayer is, search me, O God, try me. Try me and know my anxieties and my thoughts, and see if there's any wicked way in me, and then lead me in the way everlasting. If you make that your prayer every day, every week, every term, then you have the assurance that the God of the psalmist is with you. Now then, to take the thing from point three and back to point one, as perhaps it relates to you. You're off to university, you're off to a new scene, you're off to a place you've never been, to a corridor you've never lived in before, to flatmates you've never lived with before, to a, a form of study which is more intense than anything you've experienced up, and, up until now, and a group of people who have all the differences of the playground, except you can no longer escape them because now they're living in the same halls of residence as you. Now God has known you from since before you were born. He knows your inner workings. He knows your natural abilities. He knows your natural attitudes. He understands your gifts. He recognizes your personal human potential made in his image. Do you think he wants to go to you to go to university and not develop that potential? Don't you think that he's utterly, totally on your side so that as you learn and express your gifts and discover more about the world so that you can use your knowledge for him in later life, don't you think he wants you to see and expand in your potential? He's with you. He already knows you. He's going to be there with you. He's going to be egging you on. He is behind you. He knows you're going to go to this university. And he's ahead of you to make sure that you succeed. If only you keep on trusting in him. Now, isn't that awesome? So that when you come out of university and you're, new, you're this new expanded you. You can use whatever gifts and knowledge you've attained for God's glory, whether that's civil engineering and dropping wells in deserts, or whether it's in law or accountancy or teaching or medicine or veterinary stuff. 
you can use these expanded gifts and knowledge for the glory of God in whatever place you're destined for. He wants you to succeed because he's known you from the very, very first. So back now to the second point. You can't escape his presence. University is going to be a high and there are going to be lows. Unless university has changed, one of the biggest lows is the end of the, the first year when everybody's panic, panic revising because of exams and, and getting themselves drunk and worrying and drinking coffee all night because they don't think that they're ready for the exams yet. And it will be a bit like hell around you amongst many of the people. Even there, God is with you. You'll lay your head on the pillow and you'll wake up in the morning and he'll be there. When the pressures of the studies, when the, when, the, when the essays are mounting up and the deadlines are creeping closer and closer, when you're ready to stop breathing because you're not sure whether you're going to cope, put your head on the pillow and go to bed. He'll be there with you in the morning, just as he was all through the day, because whether you're in the lecture hall or in your study, or whether you're out in a restaurant, if you're allowed to go out into a restaurant, wherever you are, he is with you and his hand is upon you for good. And back to point one. He knows all your movements, every word you speak, before it's on your lips, he knows it. He's surrounding you. For me, there's a touch, not of threat, but of um, challenge in that. <laughs> he knows every word I speak before I speak it. He knows every thought I think which you can't see. He knows all about my innermost workings. Well, I really think I ought to pray that prayer, Lord, search me and know me. Try me and see if there be any wicked ways within me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Because he knows everything about me. He knows my thoughts and he wants us to stay close to him, keeping short accounts with him every day so that his blessing can flow to us through this wonderful opportunity we've got. Here is an aside. Did you know that the Greek word scholaire, which of course can translate, literate, into school actually means leisure. God has given you an extraordinary leisure to sit down and learn and strengthen your gifts and develop your potential for your, for your benefit and for his. What a wonderful thing. I suppose the best way to finish is to remind you what Alicia taught us in the song. I'm never ever alone. The Bible tells me God knows exactly what I need. When you ask, he cares. When you seek, he's there. And when you knock, 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 God opens a door for you at uni, at school, at work, at home. And when you go to bed at night, 
lay your head on the pillow and sleep. You'll awake and in the morning, he'll be there. God bless you.